Warning, what you are about to hear is born of long years of deep friendship, shared experience, brutal honesty, and the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Please, do not walk up to the first black or white person you know and start this sort of banter. It will not end well. Welcome to Racial Heresy, the show where two Episcopal priests, one black, one white, attempt to violate the established racial doctrines of American culture and provoke you to do the same. Allow me to introduce Father Jabrell Ballantine, a free-ranging priest and sit-in-loving, lunch counter-eating, moving on up to the deluxe apartment in the sky, living priest, husband, father, friend, and all-around good Negro. And this is Father Case Ramey. He is a privileged, perpetuating, culture-appropriating, NPR-listening, kumbaya-singing, priest, husband, father, friend, and all-around high-quality cracker. How you doing, my brother? I see you, you You got very creative with your ad-libs today. Oh, oh I'm loving it. I'm, I am in such a good mood. I, You know, I, I am having a great day, and I want you to ask me why. Please, please ask me why. All right, Mr. White Man, why are you having a great day? Because I got something very special today. I got my card. You got it's official. Card. I got my ally card today in the mail. It's not platinum. I'm working on. I'll get to platinum. It's just gold right now. But I got my gold-plated ally card in so the this mail is a today. White ally card. It is well, black ally, black. Ally. I mean, ah, I've been a white ally for a very long time, but so have many of my people. And I have a long history of white allies in my family. But but this is my black ally card. Okay, it's official. I'm not racist. Oh, you're not racist, huh? So tell me about this. You're not racist. Explain this to me. How did we it, come to this conclusion? Well, well, and this is not only, and I want to, I want to be clear, right? This is not just a little personal thing. This is something that applies to many, 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 maybe even all, right? Of my, of my white Christian liberal brothers and sisters out there. All right. This is for all of us tonight. Yeah. I need to, right? I need to check y'all's cards. Some, somebody needs That's to be right. better in these cards. I, I, so I want to hear about this. Well, I got my card and it, this lines up, this what lines up with our doctrine tonight, right? For all of us card-carrying white Christian liberals out there, right? I'm not racist, and this is what my card says. I'm not racist because, and then we get to fill in the blanks, and there and there are many ways to do this, but but this is the basis of the card, right? And this is the basis of our doctrine today, because you hear this, and I hear it a lot, and and I it resonates with me, right? I'm oh, yeah. not racist because, and in my case, I'm going to fill in, right? I'm not racist because I served at an African-American Afro-Caribbean parish for two years while I was in seminary. Ooh, okay, right? okay. Right? Oh, nice. I'm not racist because as a priest, I preach a gospel of social justice. I'm not racist because, my friend, I have actually protested. I've gone out and prayed and protested and carried a sign on behalf right, of black people everywhere. I am not <laughs> racist. I am not racist because I have – listen to me now. This is close – I have black friends. Not 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 just a black friend. You mean there's another one other than me? I have multiple black <laughs> friends. I got to yes, this one. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> well, you know this. Come on, brother, you have been with me. You know that I'm not racist. Help me out here. You can fill in some of these. You know I'm not racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not not racist because when I was in seminary and I was struggling to assimilate to the white culture there, you were there to put an arm around me and help me make it through it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was there to to reach out and down or out. I mean, to you. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I get it now. You know, you you're not racist because hey, when I was when I was being ordained to the priesthood, a black man, me, called you to preach at my ordination. Hey, mm-hmm. look oh at that. that. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I'm not racist because my Facebook profile picture. Oh yeah, is a black man. Blessing me as I kneel in front of him. <laughs> kneel before blackness. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, yeah, and it, and it's all right there on my card. It's all right there. I'm really, actually, I'm not sure why I didn't get the platinum level. I, I'll have to look into that. But it's all right there on my card, right? I and it's great. This this list proves, like it proves for all sorts of my white Christian liberal brothers and sisters out there, right? Because again, this is this is not just for me. Right. This is for all of us white Christian liberals out there. Sisters and you know, brothers. Interesting. It sounds I remember as, as as I hear you saying about this, I remember that, you know, rattling off this list of, that you have, this list of mm-hmm. bona fides, this list yes, of, yes. Of, of credentials that 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 declare that you are no longer a racist. And it sounds so much like the 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 list that that Peter I mean that Paul actually lists in Philippians where he mm. says you know oh it's biblical I love oh, it yeah, it's yeah, biblical yeah, yeah, yeah you know I I I do know how to read and pull out this this Bible he says that I was in Philippians chapter three verse starting at verse five he says I was circumcised when I was eight days old I am a mm. pure blooded mm. citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin a real yep. Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a mm-hmm. member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. Like here it is. Paul is relaying all of these bona fides that, that validate him as a Jew of Jews. And, it, you know, as a, and so in your sense, as a liberal of liberals, you know, I mm. am the epitome mm. of white Christian liberal because I can say that I marched with King, or if I was too young to march with King, I can say that I stand with the Black Lives Matter movement. I can say Mm -hmm. that, you know, I speak out against uh, social injustices and social inequalities. I even tried to be a member of the NAACP before they told me I couldn't come through the door. (laughs) I voted for Barack Obama twice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. I voted for Obama two times even against my own white self-interest. And so mm. I am mm. certified. I am not racist. I even, as Episcopalians, I even voted for and supported the the first black presiding bishop. Amen. Oh, yeah. And Amen. so I can prove that I am not racist because I love Bishop Curry. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. We're but, there. But I'm what, there. And and so what Paul is saying is like, yeah, I have all of these bona fides. I have all of them. I did all of these things. But yep. I realized that none of these things were valuable. I realized that they are worthless. I realized that they are that they are rubbish. I realized that they are dross. Oh. Well, and that's and that's where I want to I want to take this little bit of a turn. Obviously our our listeners and those of us who are familiar with uh with us and, and our friendship. Um, and I don't think anybody could have missed it. Just how, how much of an extended tongue in cheek, uh, session we had there with that list of bona fides. And, um, 
And it really is a, a stark parallel to the passage that you bring up in, in Paul, in Philippians. Um, uh, because, and the parallel doesn't end there. I mean, thinking right. about St. Paul, the parallel personally for me does not end there. Because it is a list. It is a list that many white Christian liberals have. And it's a list that I have. And it's a list that I have built up and carefully tended and, <laughs> and made sure of for, for many years. And, you know, a couple of months ago, I had an experience, not unlike Paul's, um, that, uh, that kind of brought me around to the full depth of how much of a parallel with St. Paul my experience is. And, um, and, and like Paul, I met a man on a road and it changed my life. Um, <laughs> it did. It changed the way I, I saw myself and it changed the way I saw the world. I was actually in San Francisco, um, at a conference and, um, you know, big city, strange city, city I'm not terribly familiar with, haven't been there too much, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And I was, uh, I had gone out to dinner. I was walking back to the hotel. I had taken public transportation, another one of those list of bona fides, right? I was there right. with rubbing elbows with, with all sorts of, uh, people who can't afford cars. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and feeling really good about myself, really. Um, and I, I walk, I was walking about the four or five blocks from the bus stop back to the hotel. Um, and there was a black man that started walking behind me. Huh. And you know what? All those bona fides lost. <laughs> when I All those bona gone. The the fear in my mind, the fear in my heart, my heart beating, sweating. I mean the physiological reaction. I, I I tried to talk myself through it. I tried. My body was responding to a fear that was deeply embedded. I was in a strange place. And there was a black man that was walking behind me and I couldn't do a darn thing to keep all of those scenarios from running through my head of getting mugged, of getting beat, of getting stabbed. I, I mean, it, it, it was palpable. It mm. was physiological. It was deep seated and it was powerful. It was cross the street powerful. Mm. Get myself out of there powerful. Mm, like like and, the priest in the parable of the Good Samaritan, powerful. It, it, you know, and 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 more so. I mean that that I almost feel like comes from from disgust, and and I don't know what else, maybe. But th this was just it was it was it was gut wrenching, and there and there wasn't any any thought, any any list, any anything I could consult that could keep me from experiencing that fear. And, and crossing that street. And I did it. And I'm ashamed, um, that, that I, I found a way to make sure that I could see better, to, to try and slow my pace, to see what was going on. And, and here's, and here's the thing. Cause not only was it a personal reaction, mm -hmm. right? I, once I, once I got over the initial fear, right? I tried to calm myself with all of my own nice white liberal sort of rationalizations about <laughs> myself and about what I knew to be true. Right. Uh -huh. But this is, this is when things actually started calming down. And this is what's actually even more scary is that what I recognized in that moment, not only did I have this personal fear that was deep seated and, and racist to the core, right? I knew at that same deep personal level I had this other deep knowledge that told me that there were systems and powers and there was agency beyond myself that would come to my aid. 
Uh, agency beyond yourself. Let's be clear. That is not God. We're not talking about the agency beyond ourselves. Right. That is God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good catch, brother. I was, I was not calling on the Father Almighty, um, or the Spirit or the Son. I, I was recognizing a, a, a different trinity of the police and of white <laughs> culture and of white power that I knew that if, if there was trouble and I screamed, uh-huh. that, that people would come running. I knew that if I was in trouble, the cops would come screeching down. I knew that as a well-dressed, rich, white man walking down this street, that if I needed help, every one of the systems in that city was designed to come to my aid. Mm, 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 mm. So, 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 so then you, you started then with this, 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 this feeling that I'm not racist. I've, I've, I've gotten my card in the mail. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm platinum status, or at least you need to go to the bank and figure out why you didn't get platinum status. But I'm platinum status, and and then you have this experience that kind of that kind of ruptures that doctrine, that established doctrine, that that worldview. Mm-hmm. And and so, what does it do for you then? What do, what, what does it tell you? It it drives me right right back to to the words of Saint Paul that that you read and that you recommended and that. And that I've heard before and that I understand in a new way. All of that, everything that the, that I counted as gain, everything that the, that the world would have me believe makes me not racist. All my bona fides, the heresy tonight, the gospel heresy, my bona fides ain't shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is exactly what St. Paul does it. Now I know a lot of, a lot of, uh, our sensitive listeners out there maybe say, uh, did he? say that and let me be clear dross is the word that many of our bibles uh like to translate that word but a number of commentaries that i read are pretty clear that the greek in this case (laughs) is most accurately translated as shit and that's what they are these these bona fides that i've got this list of things that convinces me that i'm not racist that that informs my self-image and makes me feel better about myself as a good white christian liberal that's not shit right it's not even shit. It doesn't even rise to that level. That is how useless and worthless they are as bona fides for my self-image. And it's because so it's so funny that you say that because that that so falls in line with what Paul says. Paul says in, in, in Philippians 3, 7, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. I once thought that these bona fides meant something. I once thought that it meant something that I could say that I've been a member of this group or that group and I and I stood with King and I, you know, I I give to black causes and so on and so forth. But that realization is that none of that shit matters. <laughs> I TVO'd roots. I haven't watched it yet, but I TVO'd it. I saw 12 years a slave in the theaters. <laughs> And that's not what it's about, right? I mean, that's, that's what I get from Paul. And that's what I get here in this place and from our relationship and, and all of the reflection and all of that fear that wells up that, that it ain't shit. That, that it really isn't because those bona fides, those bona fides are, are about me. Those right. bona fides are me and all, and uh, not just me, all my white Christian liberal friends out there, right? Trying to define ourselves, trying to convince the world and ourselves that about our own identity that we aren't racist that we aren't this or we aren't that and that's not what this is about the gospel 
and Paul brings us to it, right? The good news here, right, is our lives and everything we're about is loving God. And you can't do that without loving your neighbor. Right. And, and that, and that means in this context of race in our culture and race in America and race in this time and the racism and the fear that is embedded in me by this world, that means that this gospel needs to be liberation and freedom, not about my identity. Indeed. It's, it's, it's that, that fear is realizing exactly what he says in verse 12, that I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. It's acknowledging that that fear tells me that as anti-racist as I may think I am, clearly I'm not there. <laughs> and so clearly. clearly there's a lot more work that needs to be done. And so, and so it's almost like you said, being struck, it's, it's interesting that you said being struck on that road, like, like Paul being encountered by, a, by a man that, that overpowered him and, and, mm. and your fear of being encountered by a man that could overpower you, um, that, you know, here it is that here Paul was a betrayer of the church, an oppressor of the church. And even to say, you know, we have this image of Paul and probably rightly so that, he was, he was violently oppressing the church. But we also have scripture that doesn't say that. We have scripture that says that he simply just stood there and watched. He stood there and, 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 turned, the, and turned a blind eye. That he stood there and made allowances for others to oppress the, the church. So those of us who, or those of you, <laughs> your people, who say, <laughs> I like using that us, but I think I need to back out of this for a moment. Those are those of you who say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not racist, you know. Think about all the times where you may stand by and turn a blind eye, act like you don't see injustice being perpetrated on, on children of God, on other children of God. Um, Think about how many arguments come up around the Charleston massacre, where 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 nine people were killed in church. These are clearly Christian people, you know, doing a Bible study. But 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 where is the outcry? And it's like, or 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 how many people have turned a blind eye, even to the sense of turning a blind eye to what is happening in the aftermath and where things are with that whole trial. Um, and so, how many times have you been like Paul? Or not like Paul, but like Saul. How many times have you been like Saul, either directly oppressing the other and using your bona fides to justify your position or simply just turning a blind eye and, and, and even though you see it, you do nothing about it? Because and, and I, I didn't have to do anything about it because I got my bona fides and I've, I've done my work in, in other areas. And that, that is it. That is the core, that, that those bona fides used to prop up my self-image and my identity in something other than our Lord, in something other than a life lived in active pursuit of love of God and love of neighbor, which really we've talked about are the same thing, right? Right. Anything other than that active life of, of love, um, it ain't shit. And so and the, that's hope, where... the, the hope there, that, that when we get to the hope, it's that... you. <laughs> That it can become shit. <laughs> but when we don't don't leave me with that, brother. When, when, but when we get to the hope, it's that 
like Paul, we can realize that those bona fides mean nothing. That like Paul, white liberals can realize that my bona fides mean nothing. And realizing that those bona fides mean nothing, now I can be the strongest advocate for the oppressed, for black and brown. I mean, Paul went from being the staunchest critic and oppressor of the church to being the staunchest advocate of the church he realized that i here, here it is he thought that he, he he did not think that he was being oppressive to the people of god and he realized that he was and he became the strongest advocate for the people of god and for the cause of god it stops being about me and it stops being about my life as a white liberal christian and about our lives sisters and brothers as white liberal christians and it starts being about gospel it starts being about freedom and about liberation and about loving a living a life of love for one another and and that is freeing to me it frees me individually to to going back to to that road right and the man who changed my life it frees me of that fear it frees me to be reconciled and to be in relationship to to like paul with christ i mean it frees me to be a whole different way right whether i'm failing or whether i'm succeeding it it's not about me it's about a level of freedom uh, for all of us. And that that is good news. And that is uh, amazing, amazing uh, work in our life. And that that brother is, I think, where where we got to end up, where I have to end up and where our white liberal Christian sisters and brothers need to end up. Amen. Amen. Because because then we're talking about something that is beyond us. That 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 and 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 it's only something that is beyond us and beyond the systems that we have created. But it only is God that can bring us together. It's only the, it's only Christ that can reconcile us. And so when we realize that all of our credentials fall short, then we can understand that we are never perfect. I can never say that I am completely healed until I reach the kingdom of God. And so until I reach the kingdom of God, there is always more to do. And so that is our invitation to you to realize that if you want to stand on your bona fides, realize that you're not perfect and you never will be this side of glory. And so there's always more for us to do to live into that call to perfection, to live into the perfection that Christ has won for us. And so we're inviting you to do that. We're inviting you to share your stories in that, to join us on this journey to the kingdom of God where we can be as brothers and sisters, where there is no Greek nor Jew, nor male, nor female, but all are one in Christ Jesus. So until next time, I'm Father Jabril. And I'm Father Case. Imploring you to risk it all and exercise whatever power and privilege you have to become a racial heretic. And now here it is, your moment of sin. Yet another day, yet another African-American shot, killed by police. In this case, it's Philando Castile. Uh, this is in Falcon Heights outside of St. Paul. Uh, and no, this is not the Alton Sterling story. That was yesterday. This is another guy on another day. The last uh, part of this video, she's now the girlfriend's inconsolable, understands that her boyfriend's probably died. And listen to the four-year-old in the back. We in the back seat of the police car. I can't really do shit because they got me handcuffed. I can't believe they just did this. I'm fucking, fucking fine. Ah! It's okay. I'm right here with you.
Thank you for listening to Racial Heresy. Be sure to visit our website, racialheresy.com, to post your questions, comments, and feedback, and to share your own stories of life as a racial heretic. Want to hear more? You can find past episodes of Racial Heresy on iTunes and the Racial Heresy website. Want to hear even more? Invite Racial Heresy to speak at your conference, council, church, training, or event. Email us at ebonyandivory at racialheresy.com or visit our website for information on speaking engagements.